In the beginning, the universe was created. This made a lot of people angry and is widely considered a bad move. Hello and welcome to episode 609 of Under the Cult of MS. That's a little quote from Douglas Adams from The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Strange and wonderful sci-fi show. Uh, today is round one of this month's previews of things to come. Comic book goodies, comics, anything that catches my eye, and action figure-wise, collectible-wise, or something like that, I might mention. But let you know about the first run of stuff coming out. And then you can go to your local comic shop or online or pre-order wherever you buy your comics or wait until they come out and then check them out after I review them. Some of them, not all of them. <laughs> we'll talk about all the new issue number ones and stuff like that and things that catch my eye. But other than that, the ongoing runs, I, just, I don't. Get back into those after the first issue, unless there's some special reason to mention them. But we got finally got a little bit more in this catalog than the last couple months, so it looks like we'll probably have about, I'm thinking, three episodes this month. So I don't have I, my graphic novel thing that I was using the past few episodes happen to disappear, so I don't know where that is at the moment. So I'm just going to give a short little uh, pre-show <laughs> here, I guess. And then we'll jump into that. Uh, other than that, some things you might want to check out while you're rating, reviewing, subscribing, telling friends and all that. We are... Planning on starting some Instagram shorts, short reviews, or I just review one comic at a time on Instagram. And we are also going to possibly be playing with TikTok in the next week to two weeks and see how that platform works and see if I can find a way to do some quick segments on there, whether it's for comics or sports or regular books or whatever, or artwork, or just really not sure what we're going to do or how we're, these things are going to work out, but I have people bugging me about it, so I figure, what the heck, I will try things out. Uh, other than that... Haven't been watching anything too exciting this week. Uh, mostly been still vegging on the Monk series. I think I'm up to the sixth season out of eight. Finishing that off. Looking at old wrestling and watching a lot of old WWE. Well, WWF back in the day. AWA. NWA, all that stuff, all the fun wrestling years, all the heavy brawl, the guys that pretty much <laughs> uh, used 
things against each other. If someone was pissed about something else or they needed to teach someone a lesson, they like to do it in the ring back in the old days. Actually get their points across. Uh, but yeah, it's fun watching. Oh, yep. Looks like Bruno or Gorilla Monsoon is a referee in this match that I'm watching right now. <laughs> yeah, some of these old guys, I don't even remember hearing their names in the past, but I did watch it back then. Yeah, and then it's kind of funny how you see these some of these big contenders, these really muscle-up guys that were you would think would have went a long way. Is that Greg the Hammer Valentine, it looks like? Um, would have went further in the industry, but I'm guessing I, a lot of them got arrested for all kinds of Stupid things they did. Ken Patero is a good one for that. He tore up a Burger King or some type of fast food restaurant that one time. I think that was down in Chicago area. Uh, but yeah, it's back in those days, those guys, I'm sure a lot of them got into abusive relationships and stuff. Uh, did other stupid things that got them arrested and then. Somehow you never seen them again in the industry, which was kind of surprising because they, some of these guys had, had the ability to go further, but I just don't know why never seen them again, but I am watching a lot of the Smoky Mountain wrestling and all that with Devon Eriks and getting to see the early days of Jericho. And I didn't realize he was in the industry as long as he was, even though I watched him back then, and, you know know half these people until they get popularized years later but yeah all kinds of fun and interesting old wrestling on peacock uh other than that we're gonna end this here and we will get back to you right after this with round one of probably three previews of goodies coming out in the near uh, within the next few months so Check them out. If you find anything you like, hit your order ordering place up and get set up with it. So we'll be back right after this. All right. Time for the one podcast I do get out every month, the previews. I know I'm slacking on everything else. I'm going to try and get you some special episodes in the new year hopefully so keep an eye and ear out for those and hopefully we'll hopefully we'll get some out and the holiday season's over with and got the new year coming up so i was hoping to do a little at least a new year's special going over the past 2023 the past year all the things we talked about on Under the Cull of MS and Crimson Cull Comic Club. See if we can get some of those out this week. We'll see what happens. It has not been easy. I've recorded lots of episodes and had to throw them away because they were no good. But we will see what happens the rest of the year and into the new year. I got some new things set up, a new podcast area so hopefully we can do some videos out of there this week and test that out see what happens 
All right, let's get to the goodies. Now, these are things from the January previews catalog. And I don't know if some of these might not be in the previews catalog. Some of these might be at in independent individual catalogs since everything's changed now with the whole companies kind of DC pulling away and then coming back and doing separate things and all the other smaller independent companies separating themselves. But in the long run, hopefully it'll be a good thing. Hopefully it'll get better product, better stories, better everything. Let's see what we got here this month. Yeah, Aliens What If by Marvel Comics. What if Carter Burke had lived? For years, fans of James Cameron's legendary Aliens questions whether Carter Burke, a company man more hateable than the Xenos themselves, had actually survived the traumatic events on the trans terraforming colony Hadley's Hope. Now the actor behind the beloved villain, Paul Reiser, joins his son, Leon, and the star-studded team of writers and producers, Adam F. Goldberg, Brian Volk, Weiss, and Hans Rodianoff, for a journey back to Hadley's Hope and the twisted escape of a man who should have died. Yeah, I don't know how long these what-if runs are going. If they're just individual one-shots, I would assume so, but they don't say that. So they might have more, but I wouldn't mind checking out a Aliens one. I don't know that character. I can't think of it. Carter Burke, which... was that that wouldn't have been the android I'm not sure it's been a long time since I watched those movies I could go for a rewatch see what if they hold up as good as they did back in those days which I'm sure they do because they're bringing them out like crazy with predators and aliens again in the comic industry so I'm guessing they're getting ready to do another movie here eventually soon. I know Predator got its own series, so I'm surprised they don't have a Xenomorph series out yet. That's the one I would have started with, but the Predators do hunt the aliens. So I can see why they got their series first, but I couldn't get into it. I tried. All right, we got Animal Warriors of the Kingdom, number one of five, by Sparrow Toy Enterprise. I don't remember hearing that company before. The great houses of the Animal Kingdom are in shambles. A tyrannical ruler has all but consolidated his complete control over the land and sea. With the impending fall of the last resistance, Stronghold, the flame of hope is almost extinguished. One last beacon of light is all that remains of the once robust resistance, a young ape named Pale, whose quest to mend the fractured trust between the great animal houses will be tested as he seeks to neutralize 
Emperor Kali. Not really into the anamorphic style storylines unless they have a character that grabs me right off the bat. And that, that one really doesn't. We got Ape Real Special. Lots of ape stuff this week. Uh, it's a one-shot by DC Comics. Get ready to go bananas in this apic adventure. Caution. An absurd amount of bad ape puns are incoming. Please be ape-vised. Gorilla Groads, recent incarcer, incarcer apeshin in the pages of The Flash, has left a void that Monsieur Mala is more than happy to fill. Apesembling a group of the DCU's most sinister simians, Mala forms the Legion of the with an eye toward world domination, but the world won't be conquered that easily. Enter the all ape jungle, Lee L E E Goo. This is terrible. Can this team of heroic anthropoids be the selve apeshin we need? Or will Mala's team of maniacal monkeys bring forth the apocalypse? Get ready to go bananas as we honor DC's storied history with mankind's closest relatives in this apic adventure. It's going to be orangutastic. So heat up a cappuccino, prepare a batch of chocolate chimp cookies, and get ready to R-E-E-D, the one comic B-U-U-K this year that's guaranteed to make you go ape. I sure as hell ain't reading that if it's going to be anything like that to read because that's just annoying. It's fun with a couple puns, but if you spend the whole time, the whole description in puns, that just overdoes it. And gives me a apetastic headache. So we got Archie Milestones Jumbo Digest number 23. Jughead Springtime Bash by Archie Comics. Spring is in the air. So smell the flowers and burgers with Jughead in this collection of seasonal stories featuring everyone's favorite best pal. Thought there might be some new stories in there, but there's not. Got Armored Number One by Clover Press LLC. The launch of a new spooky series, Legendary Goosebumps, creator R.L. Stein calls a fun read and a great new twist on old-fashioned horror. Orphan teen Andy's parents disappeared mysteriously. Now he's just been adopted by a quaint family living in the countryside. What could go wrong? Screenwriter Michael Schwartz makes his comics debut with artist Ismael Hernandez 
whose fully painted pages use color brilliantly in both modeling and storytelling. According to industry titan Frank Quitely, superstar artist Nick Patera and Jay Lee provide an insanely iconic covers for the debut issues issue Ghostbusters icon Dan Aykroyd says is fear-packed suspenseful. I mean, all you got is quotes from people. Tell us about the freaking story already. I don't have a picture. I don't have a storyline. Yeah, quotes from people that gave you a quote, but I'm sure R.L. Stein's more like quick copy of my shit and get your own ideas. It's <laughs> and Dan Aykroyd's too busy making his own weed brand now. He's <laughs> it's, uh, Yeah, I don't know. I want a description if you're going to sell a product. Yeah, Avatar, The Last Airbender, The Bounty Hunter, and The Tea Brewer Trade Paperback by Dark Horse Comics. The Jasmine Dragon has become a fixture of social life in Ba Sing, say. When his tea supply suddenly and mysteriously dries up, Iroh goes in search of answers and finds himself captured by a familiar face, Bounty Hunter, June. Iroh must confront a part of his past while June considers her future. But however things go, someone's got to free the tea. Faith, Aaron Hicks, Peter Wartman, and Adele Matera are back with another new adventure in the world of Avatar The Last Airbender. We got Betty and Veronica, Friends Forever, Sleepover One-Shot by Archie Comics. Brand new story. Betty, Veronica, Sabrina, and and a few friends are all having a sleepover at a cottage on the mysterious estate Alexander and Alexandra Kaba inherited. But when weird things beyond levitation and ghost stories start happening... Sabrina suspects magic is afoot, plus more stories of sleepover fun, including pillow fights, gossip, and plenty of cute pajamas. Alright, I gotta take a drink of water here, my toe all dry and raspy all of a sudden, of course, as soon as I start doing this. So, take a swig if you want one. Excuse me. See if that helps a little bit better. But I feel it in the back of the throat. Yeah, it's already getting raspy again, damn it. All right, I got Barbaric, Born, oh, no, that's an ongoing fun one. The new Barbaric series, if you're missing it, Born in Blood. Getting back with Owen and learning more about our characters. Uh, We got... Batman and Robin and Howard, number one, by DC Comics. Now, I thought this was a collected thing already. Because I thought we got to see the teasers back in Free Comic Book Day, I thought, two, two years ago. But let's see what they say. <clears throat> it does say January, the catalog, so to, to Damian Wayne. There is nothing more important than protecting the streets of Gotham City as Robin, 
But when he makes a critical mistake while out on patrol, Damien finds himself benched. On top of transferring to a new school, when his new classmate Howard offers to show him the ropes, Damien finds himself in a challenge he never expected. I mean, the cover and everything looks the same. That's why I don't understand. It says release date 3-12-2024. Hmm. This might be a second storyline to that original story. Which was interesting. It was a fun little story in the free comic book days books. I just feel like that's the one that's came out already. But I guess I'm totally wrong. We got Batman Dark Age, number one by DC Comics. And there is a Michael Allred cover. So I guess I'm getting a Batman book. <laughs> At least issue one. Oh, okay. The art is going to be by Michael Allred in this also? Hmm. I guess I am going to have to read this run. This is going to hopefully be as good as the Superman one that they did. Yeah, meet Bruce Wayne, Gotham's favorite delinquent son, in an origin story like no other. Witness the boy become a dark knight shaped by a city in turmoil as it marches towards its prophesied, prophesied doom. Set against the backdrop of actual historical events, Gotham comes alive filled with the iconic characters who loved and hated Batman over the years like you'd never seen them before. Spinning out of the Eisner-nominated Superman Space Age, yep, that's the one I was talking about, Mark Russell and Mike Allred return to give audiences a look at Batman as a figure in American history fighting for justice in a world gone mad. Yeah, I guess I'm... Checking out a Batman story, finally. It's been a long time since we had, other than, like, Batman Scooby-Doo's and stuff. We got Batman Dylan Dog, number one, by DC Comics. See how the fates of Batman and Dylan Dog intertwined in the past through their lethal nemesis. The Joker, the clown prince of crime, of Gotham City and Professor Zabarez, a mad genius with a taste for bringing the dead back to life. Joker is in London to seal a hellish pact with Dylan Dog's nemesis, the Mephistophelian Zabarez. The doorbell of Craven, road number seven, screams, and the beyond... And beyond the doorway, Bruce Wayne appears. For the Nightmare Investigator, an incredible adventure begins side by side with the Dark Knight. They'll have to forge an uneasy alliance, putting aside their differences in order to successfully confront and defeat an evil that comes from the past. Sounds like another strange Joker story. All right, we got Betty and Veronica, Jumbo Comics Digest number 322. By Archie Comics, of course. 
It's got two brand new stories. First, someone has stolen a copy of Miss Grundy's semester final. And it's up to crime podcast host Fran Fran Fraser, along with Betty and Veronica, to find out who took it and why. Then, after ice skating with the gang, Sabrina shares some hot cocoa her aunt's made for her with every little everyone okay let's try that one again sabrina shares some hot cocoa her aunts made for her with everyone little does she know it's actually a potion to help her skate better what happens when magic ends up in the wrong hands or in this case feet and the first stories and you would think miss grundy would be smart about it and just put out a completely different test, and that way you'd find out who stole the test because they'd probably just mark all the answers from the original test, and then you'd find out. We got Black Demon Tales Descent number one by Scout Comics. Ten years after nearly dying in her attempt to destroy the Black Demon, Dr. Bella Gonzalez is ready to try again. With a state-of-the-art submersible, an improved chemical weapon, and the guidance of ageless Harold Mateo, she sets out for the lair of the vengeful Megalodon, a cavern deep enough or deep beneath the surface of the Pacific. Will she be successful this time, or will the Avatar of Divine Wrath Teach her a lesson she'll never forget. We're wanting to check out this shark story, but I see they had trades in the last month's catalogs. So they must have been preparing for their new story. So I like a lot of stuff Scout Comics puts out. And they say that's based off some show but it's movie or something but I don't know which I don't remember seeing anything about Black Demon it's like all Meg and Meg 2 and there's one other Megalodon style movie out there but nothing with those those names or anything catching my eye Let's see where we're at here. We got time yet. We got Black Widow and Hawkeye number one by Marvel Comics. The eyes of a hawk and the venom of a widow. Even when Black Widow and Hawkeye had no one to trust, they still had each other. Even though their paths sometimes diverged. So when Clint Barton Barton is accused of rogue assassination attempt that puts the U.S. and Madripoor at odds. A symbiote-equipped Natasha Romanoff thinks nothing of coming to his aid. But as echoes of their past ripple into the present, it will take all their faith in each other and the lessons learned along the way to protect their futures. This has got Stephanie Phillips and Paolo Villanelli bringing, celebrating 60 years of Black Widow 
and Hawkeye with this new chapter in the pair's storied legacy. I like Hawkeye, not huge on Black Widow, but I don't mind her. We got Blood Brothers Mother, number one by Distillery Media. New series debut by Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Rizzo. The legendary creative, no, we don't need to know all that. In the old American West, three children set off across the wild Texas frontier to rescue their mother kidnapped by ruthless outlaws who gunned down their preacher father. Throughout their journey, they'll face the harsh elements of an unforgiving landscape, deadly animals, hungry for blood, merciless bounty hunters, and so much more, all in a relentless quest to rescue their family. Along the way, they'll learn the terrible cost of revenge, not just in lives, but in how it stains a soul. While revenge may be satisfying in the moment, it leaves a yearning behind that lasts a lifetime. And once you taste it, nothing else is ever so sweet. In the tradition of the searchers, the outlaw Josie Wales and Blood Meridian comes a brutal new western series from Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Rizzo. I like giving you lots of other examples too, but I'm not going to get into those of stories that if you like those, you might like this because I hate when they do that. It's like, be your own thing. If you're going to do a new story, have the story represent itself. Okay, we got Blood, Bloodshot Unleashed Reloaded number one by Valiant Entertainment. Bloodshot is back and bloodier than ever. Hit the streets with Bloodshot as he tries to hang onto his sanity and humanity while monsters from his past hunt him down. Get ready for chaos and the return of Blood Squirt. Who is Blood Squirt? I don't remember that character. Is that like his pet or something? I don't know. We got Blowtorch Pinpoint Aliens Passage by Comicsburg. Go to a remote location and take out an informant. But for chess, C period, H period, E period, S period, S period. Member James Washington, a.k.a. Pinpoint, and Richard Kincaid, a.k.a. Blowtorch, this mission was far from simple and turned into the fight of their lives as they face an alien invasion. I don't know those characters. That does not help me much. Even though I like a good alien story. Yeah, no more or know what they're about. We got Bristlemouth, A Cove Horror, number one, by IPI Comics, another company I don't remember hearing. In a beautifully drawn series executed in gray wash tones, a brave woman cancer survivor must battle her own bleak issues, as well as the horror that stalks she and her friends in this forest area Around the Cove. A story for well, another one that's using representation of other stories to get you into this story. 
if I want to read those stories, I'll read the ones, I'll read the original stories. Just give me a good storyline and synopsis and you might get me into it. This series is a new horror franchise featuring unique and grotesque predatory attacks and nightmarish bloody horror with a deep emotional layer to the story. But yeah, don't give me much layer to the description, so obviously can't be that good. You don't want to talk about it. Alright, we got enough time to do a couple more yet in this round. We got Britannia, The Great Fire of Rome, number one. One shot by Valiant Entertainment. Return to ancient Rome with the great detector Antonius Axia. While Rome is aflame, Nero fiddles and Axia is set to find out who started the great fire. What's up with all the strangers in town? And what they have to do with any of it? That's a pretty short, non-descriptive description. Yeah, Buckaroo Banzai against the world. Crime League, a compendium of evil's prose trade paperback. Available for the first time in paperback, a world-class hero confronts ancient supernatural evils in an adventure that spans entire planets and defies everyday notions of reality. Still mourning the losses of his beloved Penny Pretty and his surrogate father, Professor Hikita, Buckaroo Banzai must also contend with the constant threat of attack from his immortal nemesis, Hanoi Zan, ruthless leader of the World Crime League. To make matters worse, Planet 10 warrior queen John Emdahl has sent her Lectroid legions against Earth with a brutal ultimatum. Or is her true target Buckaroo Banzai? As the apocalyptic threats continue to mount, only Buckaroo and his Hong Kong cavaliers stand in the way of global destruction. been a while since we've seen anything Buckaroo Banzai related. I'm going to end this round here and I will get back with more previews of things to come that you can pick up at your favorite comic shop or online or wherever you like to buy your comics or wherever they're sold. And we'll get back in a bit. Back to more goodies. Let's see what we got here. Oops, I didn't have my page set up, but there we go. That's easy enough. Can I Scream by Keen Spot Entertainment. The debut collaboration of husband and wife comic book creators Jonathan Hedrick and Francesca Fantini from Rebel Girls. So. I'm guessing Jonathan is new to Keen Spot. I don't recognize his name, but we are supporting a lot of Keen Spot contributors lately in the past year and had some guests on our Crimson Color Comic Club podcast, which are some great episodes. Go back and check those out for things like Rebel Girls, Happy Astronaut. 
kid slap shot, stuff like that, that we've talked about this past year. In this one-shot supernatural thriller with 32 pages of story, all killer, no filler, Anne is trying to protect her 11-year-old son, Thomas, who has an ability to admit a deadly scream. To stay ahead of the secret government organization that is trying to find them, Anne and Thomas move from one town to the next, never staying anywhere too long. They live off the grid and assume fake identities when needed. Against her better judgment, Anne enrolls Thomas into a public school where his secret slips. This catches the attention of a covert team who wants the young boy for their own corrupt use. Sounds like... The origin story of, oh, what's his name? (laughs) Uh, Medusa's boy toy. All right, we got Captain Momo's Secret Base, Volume 1, Graphic Novel. This is by Dark Horse Comics. New manga from the creator of Eminon. Moshi Moshi, Momo, works from home like many people in a den crowded with books and papers. Share with a cat that's got its own agenda. Sounds like my life. Except Momo truly does possess office space. Because she lives inside a starship. And relatively means Zoom meetings need half an hour just to ask a question. In the year 3019, humanity has gotten even more work casual. Most of the time, Momo doesn't bother to wear her captain's uniform or anything at all on board the cargo vessel, Blue Chateau, as she struggles against interstellar tedium, or tedium company directives, low battery strength, and her ever-underfoot cat. John, but fear not, for equipped with plenty of reading material and a crate of peach liquor, in the long haul past Proxima Centauri, space slacker Captain Momo will at least prove Newton correct. A body at rest will remain at rest. Presented shrink-wrapped with mature audience's advisory notice. Hey, you blame her? And you're alone? On a starship, why waste your time getting dressed? <laughs> uh oh. Someone taking over my computer? All of a sudden, my page moved all by itself. That's never a good thing. I think it might be because I got my cables laying across my laptop mouse area, and sometimes that can set things off. We got Chaco Leech, number one by Scout Comics. When the son of the most famous luchador in Slam One is put in a coma, the Chaco Leech team must begrudgingly come back to find the person responsible while saving the city from a giant bedpan monster. <laughs> oh, that just sounds fun. So, yeah, it's a simple description, but yet 
pinpoints a few things that actually has me interested. It's by Scout Comics, a trustworthy company. Put, it puts out good shit. This one's been taking its own sweet time. I don't know what's up with that. Why they're so so far apart for each issue. Because you're going to forget this. I mean, they're simple stories, so you're not going to really forget the story. But you're going to want more story closer together or wait for the trade. If you're that type type of person i wish i would have waited for a trade or something but a lot of these i don't even see trades for in the keen spot entertainment world but we have chopping block number five by keen spot entertainment deep beneath the whippet bus terminal butch delora and the demon hexagavoltus Found and secured Mother's dastardly wheel of wool. Little did they know her excitement at getting her trinket back would be so animating. Restored to power, Peg, a man, surges with eldritch energy and twists her beleaguered progeny and his unlikely companions into oblivion. Could her parenting skills get any worse? Seeing her little serial killer character dealing with this demon inside him that was summoned by some little shithead kids. <laughs> and seeing how he's dealing with it. It's been an interesting story, but just every issue I get, it's like, it takes so long before I get another one. That kind of getting bored waiting. We got Sissy, Volume 2, Number 1 by Scout Comics. 11-year-old Gabriel and his living teddy bear, guides and allies, Brambles and Sissy, have landed in the swamps of the Dark Lands. Regrettably, the companions are in uncharted territory, as neither bear has been in the region before. They quickly learn that these eerie bogs are filled with dangerous fantastical creatures and a trap left by a crying man. Against all odds, the mission to track down and save Maddie must proceed. It's like an evil Ted story. We got Coins of Judas, Same Old Song and Dance by Band of Bards. And the pictured cover says Collected Issues 1 and 2. So I don't know if this was just a two-issue run put into one books or what. But Band of Bards Double Issue, Hunting Demons Spawned from Judas's Castaway Coins. The Westergaard family has been collecting the coins of Judas for generations. After a family breakup, the siblings must reconcile if they are to save humanity one more time. Catch up on the first series arc before the gambler raises the ante in May 2024. This is Travis Gibb and Tyler Carpenter. It's like Band of Bards. has been 
I think it's an ongoing story that's been going for a while, but if you're into it, there you go. We had Commercial Space, One Shot by Scout Comics. Oversized One Shot at a discounted price. Welcome to Sun and Fun Office Park. The somewhat true story of Blake and Katie. A 30-something couple who inherit a rundown office park in rural Florida. Stuck with a gaggle of wacky tenants and a marginally sane handyman, they must find a way to turn things around fast. The rent is due and the clock is ticking. Can they turn a profit and avoid foreclosure before the inmates take over the asylum? see Deadpool's got a new run. I don't know what's up with these vampire covers. Is it, it looks like, I think it's Marvel that's got a bunch of vampire covers. Some event must be happening here pretty soon. But this is Deadpool Volume 9, Number 1 by Marvel Comics. And there's no picture or description, but they have lots of covers. <laughs> so that does not help. Now we are going to have to wait and see if they have more about that next month from Oni Press and one of our favorite writers artists Brenna Thumler we got Delicate's Deluxe Edition hardcover the second installment of Brenna Thumler's best-selling sheets trilogy now available in a deluxe hardcover featuring never before seen content Marjorie Glott's life has been the same ever since she discovered a ghost hiding in her Hasn't been the same. (laughs) Hiding in her family's laundromat, Wendell, the ghost, soon became one of Marjorie's only friends. But with Marjorie's insistence on keeping Wendell a secret from her new friends, he begins to to feel even more invisible than he already is. Eliza Duncan feels invisible too. Her zealous interest in finding and photographing ghosts gets her labeled as different by all other kids in school. Constantly on the outside, Eliza begins to feel like a ghost herself. It's not long before Marjorie must confront the price she pays to be accepted by the popular kids. Is it worth losing her friend Wendell? Is she partially to blame for the bullying? Eliza and Dears. Following the events of Sheets, Delicates is a powerful story about what it means to fit in and those who are left on the outside. It shows what it's like to feel invisible and the importance of feeling seen. Brenna's done an awesome job with those. We just had a reveal on one of our last video YouTube episodes of some artwork that we got from Brenna Thumbler, if you want to check that out. Then we got Deprog, number one of four by Dead Sky Publishing. Meet Tate Debs, a hard-boiled, hard-drinking, leather-loving dyke detective with an office in the back of Los Angeles's last video store. When a femme who may just be fatal hires Tate to infiltrate a mystical group that sounds suspiciously like the cult Tate escaped years ago. She must decide if Vera's charms are worth being 
re-traumatized. The Prague is a new crime thriller from Tina Horn and Lisa Sterl. That's John Constantine meets Jessica Jones with a kinky midsummer twist. Interesting. That's that one they say do not use. That's a double up listing. But I don't see. I'm going to read it anyway. No, nope. they won't let me do it. Oh, shitheads. I wonder. It's just, uh, let's, let's look it up once. See if we can find it. Stalker. Stalker number one. I think they really screwed this pooch up because they got one for zero dollars, one for five dollars, one for eleven dollars. One for eighteen dollars, one for thirty dollars. Huh. Okay, so it goes up to one for two hundred and thirty-three dollars. Hmm. I gotta know more about this. See if we can I gotta get back into our cart. Let's see what we got here. It was, I can't use that one. Well, we're going to have to wait. It's not, it, it is not coming up, but I am very curious about it because the uh, pricing is weird. And it looks, mentioned Slash as a writer. I'm curious if it's Slash the musician, but we will see. We got Dracula after, nope, that's uh, ongoing. They have a Dream Master Reader Pack by Black Box Comics. There is a forgotten Paladin who protects us from our nightmares while we sleep. Without him, we may never wake up again. He is the Dream Master. His curse is to guard our unconscious bodies from an evil entity who wishes to enter our reality, collapsing it for all eternity. This reader pack features issues number one through five, plus one free random black box variant comic for a $25 retail price. So you're basically getting six comics for about four bucks a piece, which nowadays is reasonable since most comics are five bucks minimum. We got Dudley Datsun, or Dudley Dotson, I think it's Dudley Dotson, and The Forever Machine by Dark Horse Comics. From Scott Snyder and Jamal Eagle comes the rollicking sci-fi adventure story about a boy, his dog, and a machine that controls time and space. What could go wrong? 
Have you ever wondered why all the great figures in history had a pet companion? And if they are all running from the same mysterious threat? Such questions have never crossed the mind of Dudley Dotson, a 15-year-old with a penchant for invention. But when dastardly foes turn his world upside down, Dudley is going to have to start facing things beyond his wildest imagination in this modern-day fable. I hate time travel. <laughs> it's so stupid. If one person can do it, someone else will be able to do it in the future, and everything will get changed that was ever changed, and it will get changed and changed and changed and changed and changed. All right. Speaking about boring, annoying stuff, <laughs> we got Dune House Carino, number one by Boom Studios. I was really bummed. There's so many great actors and actresses in the new Dune movie, and I could not make it 10 minutes into it. <laughs> the same with the old one. I tried multiple times to watch that damn thing, and it's just so boring. <laughs> we got House Carino. Once the deadliest house in the Dune universe as the Imperial family plays a key role in the developments leading into the events of the first novel. While conflicts escalate between the Freeman and House Harkonnen on Arrakis, the Ben Gesserit keep a close eye on Jessica's fateful pregnancy, and House Atreides takes part in the plan to seal X's fate. Legendary authors Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson, they're not that legendary because I'd never heard of them hardly, <laughs> are joined by Simone Regazzoni for the third and final prequel to one of the most celebrated science fiction novels of all time. One of the most celebrated science fiction novels of all time. Really? I can't tell you more than three people I know that read the book or were into the series or into the movie or into the shows. So I don't believe that. All right. We got Dungeons and Dragons. Ravenloth Caravan of Curses, number one, one shot by IDW Publishing. Welcome to Ravenloft and the Domains of Dread, where horrors lurk around every corner and each day is a new nightmare waiting to unfurl. Join the crone and her gang of misfits as they travel through these dark realms, helping people break curses that have been placed on them. For a price, an oversized one-shot containing four terrifically terrifying short stories from writers Casey Gilley and Amy Chase and an adventuring party of amazing artists. So I like the Ravencroft world. A Ravenloft. Raven. Is it Ravenloft or Ravencroft? Ravenloft. Uh, I'm mixing something up apparently because I'm thinking of the vampiric world. But I had a ton, ton of those trading cards back in the day from Dungeons and Dragons. We got Dusk Number One by Scout Comics. Nonstop world premiere issue. Followed by the complete trade paperback. Blackstone, 
a city whose history dates back to the earliest days of our nation. Below its abandoned skyscrapers and crumbling colonial architecture, beneath the buzzing lights and red, ragged billboards, the metropolis is propped up by corruption and fear. Blackstone public defender Jamie Nunez, former baseball hero, now a divorced dad, is always trying to do his best. But the criminal justice system is not without limits. When Jamie comes into an unexpected fortune and some surprising superheroic tools, he discovers there might be another more direct way to do some actual good in the world. But can the masked man known only as the Dusk push back against the decades of entrenched corruption without compromising his commitment to social justice? You'll have to read it to find out. Alex Segura and David Hahn got their hands in that one. And we got Dust Pirates, number one by Keenspot Entertainment. Lots of new stuff from Keenspot coming out. Senia, a revolutionary water mage, transports two dashing pirates the quick-witted and charming Blackheart Sam Bellamy, and the tough and thoughtful Quintor from 1790s Earth to a desert world known as Atlantis. In a desperate attempt to save its people from Caesar, the tyrannical emperor of Atlantis, the Dust Pirates, is a swashbuckling high-adventure epic from the creative team of Kevin Cuff and Bob Franz. <laughs> You're just a pain in my butt, aren't you? Artist Tony Gregory. And colorist Josh Jensen. Ninja nuns. I gotta find out more about that. And Chaz Pangburn. Lots of people that have hands and some great things from the past, but yeah, this could be interesting. I'm not really into the pirate universe, but I could see that being fun. All right, we got Essential Rogue Trooper Genetic Infantry Man by Rebellion Comics. The first of a new series in, in, in the Essential line featuring 2000 AD's legendary war machine Rogue to Trooper. Rogue Trooper is the last of the GIs, genetically engineered infantrymen, designed to withstand the noxious atmosphere of New Earth, a planet ravaged by the conflict between Norts and Southers. The lone survivor of the Court Zone Massacre, equipped with the biochips of his fallen clone brothers, he crosses the war-torn landscape in search of the traitor general, the man responsible for their deaths. And he will not rest until he has his revenge. The first volume in the Essential series features stories by creators Jerry Finley Day and Dave Gibbons, with art by Colin Wilson and Cam Kennedy, and Brett Ewens. 
I love the Rogue Trooper stories that I've read. I was hoping this would be more like a collected edition of all the early versions of Rogue Trooper, but it looks like it's its own thing. So I will have to see what that's all about, but I really enjoy that character and wanted more of him anyways, so this is a good way to get that. We got Faded Fairies One-Shot by Antarctic Press. Fae vs. Fae on Holy Ground. Small heroines vs. huge odds. A small elf woman named Frisia and her even smaller fairy companion Lithia stumble upon a quaint church village, learning of the malevolent forces hidden within its holy walls. The Breakout One-Shot by Garrison Dunn. Not giving us much information on it. Artwork's interesting, but I don't know enough about it to go to give it my opinion. Then we got Feral Number One by Image Comics. Series premiere: New horror from the creators of Stray Dogs. Meet Elsie, Lord Fluffy Britches and Patch, three indoor cats lost in the not-so-great outdoors during a nightmarish rabies outbreak. Without their humans to protect them, the cats rush to find their way home before they're eaten by the forest full of rabid beasts on their tails. Don't get bit. Don't get scratched. Don't become feral. Okay, let's see where we're at. Yeah, we can get one more in here yet. We got Fire in the Madhouse, number one of four by Blood Moon Comics. With the apocalypse underway, oligarchs from around the world gather at a secret military base on a remote island to board a titanic-sized submarine to ensure their survival. However, a claustrophobic horror show ensues as an undetectable deep ocean parasite penetrates their ship and takes over the bodies and minds of the billionaires on board. Superstar artist Hernan Gonzalez returns and we're presenting we're presenting this issue in black and white for your eyes to gaze on the rising star. Well, that's just saving you money. That's all that's doing by going black and white. Hmm. Yeah. Kind of lost me in the end there. Started out all right. <laughs> all right. We're going to stop this round here and we'll get back to you with more goodies in a bit. <laughs> 